Welcome to Your Voice to the World. I'm Eddie Pinero, speaker, filmmaker, and storyteller, teaming up with Terrence McMahon, retired CEO and best-selling author. Having built multi-million dollar businesses and created lifestyle brands enjoyed by millions around the world, we've established a blueprint to do more and become more. Now we're joining forces to inspire you to share your voice and build the business and lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Welcome to Your Voice to the World. I'm Eddie Panero. I'm Terrence McMahon. And we are here to help you share your voice. And build your business. Today, building a story brand. It's going to be a good one. Before we start, how's your week? I had a good week. I had a really good week. I was traveling. I was in Chicago and Philadelphia doing some speaking gigs. I, I reread this book. And it's funny, when you reread something, you get a higher level of learning. And then when you read something with the intention to talk about it intelligently and teach it, boy. It's a different way of reading, huh? Yeah. It's like I'm literally, after we read this book, Eddie and I were talking, like we might even have to read rewrite our own story brand you ever oh, talk yeah. about that yeah well that's i mean i'm sure we'll talk about it but you know he, he talks about uh making sure that the customer is the hero and you you feel like the hero you're thinking about yourself the entire time you read this book it's like oh, change there change there change there yeah you could buy this book read the first chapter and get a lot of value out of it yeah did you read it steve yeah yeah i'm surprised <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? A little switcheroo? <laughs> yeah, just reset. Yeah, the, the first, the first uh, chapter of the book's talking about how to tell the story, and, and a lot of the principles in here are from uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, which we've talked about a, a few different times, and we will continue to talk about because story is the, the basis of this channel, and telling good stories and activating people into your, into your world, into your ecosystem, is, is what a good story will do. But the challenge that, uh, that he positions is that people want to be the hero of their own story and their brand. Yeah. And I think you and I both made this mistake, right? Oh, yeah. It's funny. You look back. It's like every time I did that, right. I lost. Every single time I did that, I lost. When you put yourself before the audience or you make yourself the hero and not the guide, you know? Yeah. When we... Um Back in my old world, when we were, we used to run out and get designations and do training. And the first thing we would do is run back and tell the clients about how smart we were and how wonderful we were and, mm. and all the new things that we learned and how we can how we can actually uh, do it do the job better. And I remember one day I was in a meeting and I get a kick underneath the table, and the and the, and the client looks at me and the, I see the guy behind me. <laughs> He's put his finger. Tell me to hush. Yeah, he says, "Be quiet." Uh, and then we get out the door. He says, "He said this." He goes. He goes, we're in there casting spells, right? We're like magicians. We use, we paint pictures with words and stories and you're screwing it up because you're not using W-I-I-F-N. Do you remember what you were, were you going into like a data? I told them how good I did on the test and you know, that we'd learned. Yeah, exactly. It's all data. This, we learned all these new techniques that we can use to help, but I see it all the time. Yeah. And keep making those same mistakes um, because you aren't the hero. Of your right. story right yeah. right not if you want people to to be influenced or buy your stuff yeah and um yeah that's i mean you said the first chapter is great and i think because it just paints that real broad brush more mm -hmm. pay you know with broad brush yeah it's broad and it's it's um the way he talks about the way you need to to lead right. is that 
people have this, everyone's thinking about it from, like we talk about a million times, a uh, homo sapien brain that's right. hundreds of thousands of years old. They're thinking from from their, their, their core, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Well, they wanted to survive, right? And they're, the they're, oh, the reptilian brain. Yes, yeah, yeah, the yes, survival yes, yes. brain, the big, the big brain, like the elephant we talked about earlier, the, right. the, the one million year old brain. Everything is self-interest. Right. Everything is self-interest. So if you don't, if you're not immediately asking or, or giving them an answer, what's good for them, what's going to help them, you know, and, and it's funny because I'm obviously reflecting back on my stuff, my content, and it's why I think I struggle with vlogging so much on the channel. It's mm -hmm. because it's the only time I turn away from like, how can I give people tools and resources to, hey, look at me, this is what I'm doing. And it's like, you're missing the point a little bit. Well, you, you, uh, I remember you were initially uncomfortable doing it. And if you change a little bit of the, of the recipe of what you're saying, it's like, this is what I've done that can help you. Um, that's, I think that's one of the, you know, one of the things in the, in the brand because people, people shut down. Like if this, if this podcast isn't interesting to somebody and it's going to be, so you don't want to tune out of it because we're going to show you one or two things that could literally double your business right. in this podcast. Um, because the buyer is listening to your messages. And if you go on a YouTube channel and you see something you don't like and you leave quickly, you know, the, the, the picture might have been perfect, but the, 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 the words coming out of the person's mouth were noise. Right. And people just tune out, right? You, it's, when, a, it's a great hero. It's wonderful. But I don't have time for that. I'm on my own journey. Right. I need to help me. I don't, I don't care about you. Right. Is the way it, it you know, is, is conveyed. Yeah, he... Um, yeah, he talks, he talks about daydreaming. You know, we spend 30% of our time in daydreaming because we're, we're conditioned to survive and conserve energy. So if you're not talking to someone about something to help them survive, and there's things that can help people survive now, I think there's five, five flavors, you know, saving money, making money, saving time, connecting with people, and then elevating your status. Those are the five things that are interesting to people. And we talked about status a couple of times ago. If you're not doing that, uh, you're going you're gonna to have people leave your, your channel. And this book's all about how to make a message and forge it and create it in a way that tells a story about why people want to get one of those five things. Yeah. And in a simple way. Yeah. Just like to your, you know, just one thing, not 10 things. Right. Yeah. Which is, is always challenging. It's, to, you know, pushing things away and trying to figure out like, you know, in episode two, what's the one thing. But you know, he describes it well. He talks about, you know, you burn calories. It's exhausting mentally to try and figure things out. And if, if someone's looking at your brand or your website or whatever it is, and it takes them a second or two to figure out what the hell you do, they're moving on. Right. They don't care. Right. Um, so it's that sort of simplicity that he, I mean, it's the theme throughout the entire book. Well, the Ted Ready um, program that we have for a few of our clients that we get someone Ted Ready. Not to say they're going to do a TED Talk, but Eddie and I have both done TED Talks. But get TED ready, meaning if the time comes where you're asked to say something and you're asked to say, you know, what's the one big idea? You're going off to Mars. You're never coming back on Elon Musk's shuttle. We use that analogy a lot. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing you're going to do and say to the world that could leave a mark? One thing, just one thing only. you got to pick one thing, not 10, um, because you only have 16 minutes. Yeah. And you have like 16 seconds on a website. You don't have a lot of time. So you got to pick one thing out of those 
out of those five, so if you're gonna help people make money or save money or save time or connect with others or elevate their status, that's the one thing that you build the story around. Right. Their hero's journey. Yeah, and we say TED ready because you know we've both done TED Talks or TEDx Talks and it was transformative in both of our lives. But to your point, in anything you do, TED, I mean, you need to be able to deliver your message, articulate your thoughts in a clear, concise way that's going to be moving, that's going to be impactful. And so whether you're, you're on a TED stage or, you know, in a boardroom, it's, it's, it's the same concept, just delivered differently. Right. Right. Yeah. He, he referenced um, the Bourne identity. You know, Jason Bourne, how he, how he would tell the Jason Bourne story. It was told, like, the hero always, I mean, the three questions you need to answer on your website is what, what does the client want? Uh, what one thing do they want? What else is there? What's in their way? What, which is what? Um, um, for, like, a particular a, a example. A villain, right? Isn't that like a villain? Usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. what's in the way? And then, in Bourne's case, they were hunting him, right? They are trying to, he was, he was a, a spy that was going to get... Uh, it was gone rogue, so they're trying to kill him. And then he, and then what, what will be the cost if he doesn't get it? Right. What's the stakes? So that was the whole movie. Yeah. And when you're pitching a movie in Hollywood, I guess you got to come up to the, uh, the investors and say, this is a story about a, a, a CIA agent that lost his identity and went rogue, thought to be dead. And it's a journey about finding out who he really was. He doesn't know. And the FBI or the CIA wants to kill him to, mm. to, to hide him. And if he doesn't find out who he is, he'll never know. Right. Yeah. Same with Star Wars, same with, right. he talks about the Hunger Games, every, it's all the same thing. Right. Character, they want something, need something, something's in their way, and the audience needs to know what happens if they get it, what happens if they don't. Right. Um, it becomes less interested if, if Jason Bourne wants to uh, also meet a girl, fall in love, lose weight. Yeah, stop at a casino. Do hot yoga and, and, right. <laughs> and sh get a shredding six-pack. That's when people yeah. lose interest. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, he talks about indie movies, right? He's like, if, if, if um, movies stray from that, they tend to fail. Right. With the exception of indie movies every once in a while, but that's why they're kind of off in their own weird little thing. And I've never, I, I couldn't even speak to, I've, I don't think I've ever seen an indie what's movie. A, what's an indie movie? Like an independent film that would be oh, at a festival or something. I thought you meant Indiana Jones. No, no, no. I was no. like, they're all pretty good. He's always looking <laughs> for fine. treasure, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah he's got, everyone's always chasing him down. Yeah. Oh, the independent ones, the artistic stuff? I get, yeah. yeah I, I guess he said there's a few, few exceptions, but I, yeah. I couldn't speak to it. But yeah. then with the, you know, the business side of things, it's what do you offer? Mm. Um how will this offer make my life better or make the client's life better? What happens? What are the stakes, right? So what if the client doesn't get it? What if they mm -hmm. do? Same exact thing, just a little bit of a spin. Right, like the... the, the Cognitive bias is coming right Oh my plug. God, though. That's that one thing. It could, might as well be the same book out of, out of Charlie Munger. It's so cool know, how we, by not deliberately necessarily, pick these books, but they're all kind of crossing over. Um, yeah, when, I, when it, to speak to what what the uh, the hero wants something and desires something and what's in the way is the villain you mm -hmm. know it's a you know whatever that is so let's say we're selling time management software the villain is distractions and bad software and clutter and and people um and but your product is a a weapon against that distraction against the villain uh so that they can get the you know get what they want and not not lose out the, the right. you know what is, what the third one is what does the client or what does the client lose if they don't get what they want 
right. that's where he, I don't know, I think it's a very well put thing. Like fear in a product, like the fear of missing out. We had this with insurance. Yeah, we literally would say, you know, if you're dead, you're dead. You know, the money's gone. Right. You can, piddle, you can really... You can really take that a long way, almost to the point where you get thrown out and physically assaulted. He's like, well, you're not going to pay for insurance for your wife. People think it personally. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a dash. You got to kind of hint enough to, it's like a, a, a meal, enough salt to get it, get it, get it going, but too much salt will, will, will uh, ruin it. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 And, and so in your example, the insurance example, because he talks about it being needing to be clear and concise. The mm -hmm. villain, people need to have a very good understanding of what that is. I feel like in the insurance industry, it's pretty straightforward. It's like, when you die, is your family going to be well off or, or okay or not? Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, the, the, you, know, you, need, you need money. The, 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 you want money when you're not there. Right. Uh, what's in the way is procrastination and uh, actually cognitive dissonance because uh, it's, it's not fun or healthy to think that something bad's going to happen, so the brain has a way of putting that out. Mm. Um, your actions normally don't match your values. And the, and the third thing, what, what, what will you lose if you don't get it? Uh, I mean, 9-11 is a big example of that. These are people that made a lot of money, and many of them are young. Lots of them had no insurance. We're relying on these uh, relief funds for you know, for, for, for just to live, you, right. know, pe you know, people lose their income. So th that's, that's an example. I didn't know that then I might've been able to sell more insurance, I guess, but, um, you know, it's that way if you're, you know, selling anything, you know, you're selling, um, what? I, mean, I don't know. I think in my case, it's regret is the villain, uh, you know, um, if you're talking about trying to shape someone's perspective, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can take risks or you can wish that you did. So what, what in that case, a listener in your, in your channel, what do you think they want? Why do you think they come to your world within in, in 200,000? Seeking some sort of improved situation, some sort of fulfillment, something mm -hmm. that's lacking. Um, you know, usually mentally, like some type of mental clarity or growth in a certain particular or a particular situation. Yeah, what's in the way? Um... I mean, I would, I would argue yourself, your thoughts, negative thoughts, right. um, fear, yeah. you know, um, and then once you defeat that, you get the things that you tr that truly fulfill you. So what are the weapons that you would use to defeat fear? What that, which is your product, your, in your product, your product is words, right? What words would you use to defeat fear? Oh man, there's so many. There's emotional detachment. There's like you can you can look at it emotionally. You can look at it um, tangibly. Like I think one of the biggest things with regard to fearing something is little steps, little accomplishments. You don't try and conquer the whole mountain one day. You take it rock by rock, um, and so you make it real. Um, yeah, that's a that's a cool tool. Yeah. So the words that you use are a tool that the hero can use. Your product, you know, the, the speeches and the, in the writing and the copy that you write. Mm. And, you know, what do they not get if, if they don't succeed? Well, they don't make that trade-off. They don't make the trade-off of discomfort for a life of greater meaning. Right. Um, so you, you lose everything. It, you know, I mean, that's, that's a real drastic way to put it. But, I mean, when it comes to the potential and the opportunity, because of this one little hiccup or this one little thing you're afraid of, you lose out on, who knows, endless opportunity. 
Um, so it's just, it's hard to make someone see something to, to realize that they're missing something that's not there, that they don't have anyway. And, and so that's what you got to contrast the two. The shame is that, I mean, what I think you do a good job at in your, in your writing is that people already have everything embedded in them. Right. Remember, we have these, these hundreds of thousands of years of mental or uh, DNA intelligence that's been passed down from every single person that survived you. And that, those instincts and that intelligence is in your body. You're capable of, of, of getting beyond anything. And all you really need to do is access a little bit, to your point, just to get that momentum and start believing in yourself. And then the dominoes fall, which, yeah. I, which I, I love to see that when you see someone do... Do one thing. I mean, I, I haven't yet done one. I don't know if you've been in that crazy hot yoga. We'll probably move on to another fat at some point, but at this point, so you got to do the put your your head a headstand. And a, you know that crazy teacher came to me. Worried about falling down. <laughs> yeah, well, I, she got she actually got me up in the air. Uh, you know, my my legs were up in the air, but I never thought I could do that. And then she kind of left me alone, and I, I was starting to do it on my own. So now I have something that I can potentially do that I once thought I could never do again. Yeah. That's really a cool. little bit of help and she kind of got away. That's really what your I think what your a good story does for your client is it just gives them a taste of what it could be and a little bit of taste of what it might be if you don't. Right. And you think, oh, I can do that. I, I, one of my favorite things about four hour work week, which yeah. is not one of my favorite books, but yeah. it talks about lying down on your back on the sidewalk, which is like terrifying to think about, like on a city mm -hmm. street, and just people walking over you. And it's like the most uncomfortable thing, but then you realize like, who cares? There's so many things that we fear because like you just mentioned, you know, evolutionary reasons. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're an outsider, you're dead. Mm -hmm. It's why we don't cut in line. It's why we, you know what I mean? It's like, there's, there's these, we, we, we really fear people looking at us as an outsider or someone that doesn't conform when in reality in 2019 sitting here, that's the very thing that separates us and gets us what we want. It's almost like a total one. I mean, you know, within reason, obviously, mm -hmm. but, um, the fears aren't even real. It's all manufactured. Yeah, it's a, it's in, you know, we, we, we drifted into a book. We haven't had a, an, I don't think we have enough time to do it in one podcast. The sapiens is a, you know, the history of humankind. We probably talk about that every episode. Well, I it, love that book well, he, so much. Unfortunately, I got dropped into that one. I can't get out of evolution. And every, every time I see one thing like fear, people that are anxious or, or sad or displaced or depressed, they're, they're afraid of something. And the reality is it's not even real. It was manufactured fictional social uh, reality that the world has. You're afraid of something that's not a real threat. Right. And your body responds to that based upon what I've been reading. I've talked to doctors too. You have hormones that come out to help you respond to fear and you're not exhausting the hormones. They're just sitting there in your body festering. And all of fear is, is something that we're manufacturing in our head. And what a good video and a good story will do for the client that has these manufactured fears about, I mean, I don't know what it would have been in the insurance business. Uh, making a mistake probably was one of the biggest fears or, or getting screwed. That's, mm. that's another one, both of which are very, very low Meaning just like ripped off by yeah, someone. Yeah, it doesn't happen that much, right. very rarely, very, very rarely. One story, uh, like one Bernie Madoff will spoil millions of, of investment moves. Like people say, well, you see, I won't do it now. Right. There's a Bernie Madoff's out there, but there's only one Bernie Madoff. Uh, millions and millions of people investing. 
but your stories in, in, in a good, well-written motivational video or a good written brand story will, will take a client into uh, a step away from fear. Right. That's, that's create, so yeah, cool. Which that's will so give them cool. a taste of you know, how your products can be a, a, you know, a weapon against the, the, uh, the villain. See, it's not cliche or woo-woo or over-the-top or to, to say straight out that your mindset is everything, that how you think will set the stage for everything in your life, good, bad, how you internalize things. When roadblocks occur, if you look at them as the end of the world or an opportunity to get better, I mean, all of these things, it's, it's just, it's strictly how you look at them. And yet there's, there's a lack of effort there on my part too. Like it's just, we don't put as invest as much time into that part of our lives as we could when ultimately it's the foundation for everything. You can make everything a win if you train your mind to do that. Right. But we don't. And that's, you know, that's, that's the power of perspective. Yeah. We have a perspective. We have the, we used to say, what are the brackets? You know, what the brackets used to be is what, what's it going to cost me? High, low. Yeah. And Charlie and, Le and uh, Warren Buffett use uh, what's called optionality. I heard it more so with Charlie. Is like, what's the upside versus the downside? So optionality means they buy a business and they try to buy a business for 60% of what it's really worth if they fire sold it, if they just broke out the parts and sold it. Yeah. So they know they can always get out of it for a little or no loss, but they, that business has high, high upside optionality. So the brackets start really close to break even and go high. Negative optionality is when the bracket starts, like you'll get a little bit of win, but the downside is huge, like doing drugs. Right. You know, doing like hardcore drugs or experimenting with drugs. What's the upside? You'll fit in, you'll feel a little better temporarily. What's the downside? Life I mean, so much unravels. Yeah. yeah. Like a good brand story creates optionality for the client so that they can see the upside and you take away the fear of, of, of what could happen with your, your, your products fighting that, that villain. Mm. Very powerful when done correctly. So you're talking about developing that type of mindset where you, you look at things through a lens of optionality? Try, oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, when we, when we were driving the other day, right? You, you, that clown that cut lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's negative optionality. What are you going to do? <laughs> gonna get, you might get there five seconds quicker, but the downside is you... Yeah, you, might die. You die, yeah. I mean, we do it a lot. You and I are driving around, we say optionality. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, people, you, you zoomed up like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, I hope it's worth getting there two and a half minutes earlier. Right, right. You know. I don't know what's going on with that weirdo. You drive like that? No. What, do you even drive? No, not usually. I just I walk. What do you do? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you guys are touching on the different parts of the, like, stepping stones to help people get over the things, like, start with small wins, but... Talk about the different um, levels of the problems. He has external, internal, and philosophical. <laughs> I Let's do philosophical. Do philosophical. Do philosophical. He did that with um, Elon Musk's uh, Tesla. Like the external desire was, I, I need a car. Yeah. The internal desire is, uh, it's kind of a cool status-y car. And then the philosophical reinforcement is oh i can help the planet and not use gas mm. that's kind of the so if your message speaks to all three of those things and in insurance it was as i've done the data on this uh 
people, external, people want help making financial decisions. The internal is they don't want to get, uh, they want to make a mistake, they're confused, they're overwhelmed, technology. Um, and the, the philosophical is they don't want to have to be an expert. They want to have someone that they can trust. Yeah. Just like a lawyer. Like, you don't want to, there's a company or two that make you go do your own legal documents. I'll, ideally, you just you pay a lawyer a fair price and they give it to you. Those yeah. are the three things. Um, those are, that's, uh, that's how you build your brand story. Yeah. So let's do <clears throat> Apple. Steve knows I have a crush on, on all Apple <laughs> marketing. Uh, but, you know, in the book, he says um, most people, well, most companies or businesses, they use external to sell. Mm -hmm. But internal tends to be what actually moves numbers. Right. And it, it, it took my mind to that, you know, the example of Lisa, that computer and they were how they marketed it and it failed. And then they, they switched their platform to think different. Right. And that ultimately propelled them to, to a place they'd never been as a company. He had a nine-page ad, didn't he, in the New York, in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal? Oh, for Lisa? For Lisa yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, do you, do you see that as a transition from external to internal? Because that's kind of how I internalized it. Like, think different to me means like, oh, I can be something unique versus this computer will do things great and will help you do this faster. And what's the, what's the one we just watched last night? The snowball one where the kids were banging around with the snowballs? I think it was a, I think the it was iPhone a spoof. 11. Wasn't yeah. it a spoof on the Elf snowball fight? Uh, I don't know. The kid caught the snowball and it wasn't, you know, there it was no Apple been. involved and it. it was just a bunch of kids having fun. And one kid that was getting beat up, I think he came up and ended up using the snowball to, to win the fight. Yeah, I remember vaguely yeah. seeing it. But. Well, the commercial has nothing to do with the phone. It had something to, be, do, to do with the feeling. Like, a desire shows up in a feeling, right? Right. Like, the desire to become an Olympic champion isn't about the medal. It's about how, what it would feel to have your face on a Wheaties box, mm. right? And yep. the, fe the feeling, or um, what's in the way, is, shows up as a feeling of, of uh, fear, Right? Yeah. No yeah. one does that better than them. Yeah, they do a great job oh. with it. Yeah. And then the philosophical piece, I, I actually put no thought into that component, but it's a lot it's a lot uh, like ours. I mean, we can even go through ours. Like they want to be significant and relevant, live live the life that that, that that life was designed to live. Not one of oppression or restrictions or depression, suppression, all these things that people uh, live like they, their, their, their commercials put you in a state where you feel like, like you can be better. When you understand that, right. When you understand the book, when you understand that message, Terry, it's like, it makes it seem almost comical. It's a piece of metal, right? Same thing with Nike shoes, like they're rubber. And it mm -hmm. just, you feel like it's this like liberating, like the brand is, you know, just do it, just be something more. Right. And they've built this entire fabricated idea around rubber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's funny, yeah. And now they even sell things that have nothing. That, that there, there's no rubber. They sell shirts and other things. Right. Clothing. Right. Uh, you know, it's interesting if you look at, I mean, going back to the migration. I think in the second episode we talked about your migration out of corporate America. Mm -hmm. So let's take your character. Okay. Ed Panero sitting in a cube in Massachusetts doing insurance training software. Believe it, that's what he did. Yeah. What was your desire? Let's do an exercise. Um, my desire was to 
man, it's so deep. Like I was just in such a place of pain that that almost uh, was more important than the desire. But I, I think it was creative flexibility or just wanting to be relevant, wanting to be significant, wanting to do something meaningful. All right. What was in the way? That's a, these are the three questions that you need to answer on your website. What do you want? What's in the way? What's um, in the way of where you were versus where you wanted to be? At an individual level, my perception of reality, um, at a more tangible, obvious level, it was, it was my job, was the life I was living. Right. Well, who was the villain? Oh, man. It, probably... Probably the company. Corporate America. Yeah, I would say this yeah. yeah. Corporate America is the villain. What, what, what products did you access to weaponize your journey to fight the villain? Um, creativity, storytelling, speech writing, just kind of taking these things that I like to do and using them to slowly separate and differentiate myself as a character. And then you put those into a t tangible tool, a weapon of you know YouTube, yep. one of your primary platforms. Then you, you know your your uh, your computer, yep. You could in your videos and things that you did. Editing software, the guitar for a year. What would been? That's really cool. Well done. What would have been uh, at stake if you didn't do it? Imagine if you're still there. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to think Imagine about. If you were still there. No, Holy no, God. I can't. I can't. Um, Ugrit, you're next. Yeah. You're, you're next. I'm not sure you ever worked anywhere. Oh, you did. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what would you have lost if you didn't, if you didn't get there? Think about it. My, my fulfillment in life, my purpose, any semblance of meaning, like, so my, my pattern was to go to this job and, um, so my, uh, pattern was to go to this job to, um, you know, do things that I didn't really care much about and then look forward to Friday where I could sort of vent with my buddies and drink and make stupid decisions. So we'd have something to laugh about for two days before I went back to this self-induced hell. And so that's just not a sustainable cycle. Like you always say, this is not sustainable. Um, and so that's, that doesn't end. I mean, there are people in their fifties, sixties and seventies that still do it. I had a friend uh, that I met years ago. His name's Joe Jordan. He's a speaker, a professional speaker. And he wrote, he basically built a business under one message. And his message, and I've always connected with it. I love the guy. He talks about how the monks would sit there and write and write about one topic. Like how, if you live to the end of your life and you look back and you trade it for no other, how could live a life of significance? Mm. So imagine if you... We're at the end, near the end. I've been there once. And you look back and you say, was that, was that all I had in the tank? That's all I have? You know, how would that make you feel? Right. So Steve and I were actually talking about this the other day because that's very much what drives us. Terry, I know that's what drives you as mm -hmm. well. But we have, again, everyone does, have friends that, you know, some of my best friends, they're, you know, I talk to them every once in a while. They're, they're successful. They got the house and the children and they do their thing and content but it's more i mean i would i would argue that 
they're not living for significance. They're living for other reasons. And I'm not taking any, I know there's like a negative connotation that comes with that. I'm not taking right. anything away from them, but they're not waking up every day thinking, all right, how can I be more significant today? Right. How can I drive towards this dream? It's like, they're very happy with the way things are. And it's just a, I try to understand that. Like, it's just a different life philosophy, right. different ticker. Right, right. You know? Steve. Yep. What was your, you, did you work in corporate? Yeah, for three years. Okay, but where do you work now? Here. You call, it, <laughs> you call it work? I mean, yeah, I don't do anything yet, but I'm All trying right, to. So, what, what, you know, what, what, what did you do? IT? Yeah. Okay, so what so was your So, similar desire? to Eddie, what we were just talking about was that um, I actually learned it from the New Earth book that I read recently. Um, what he was saying about, like, he tries to understand it when people are content. Because I was thinking, like, I would enjoy the same things, a family, things like that. But I think I have a very strong intensity to be, quote unquote, significant or change the world, something like that. And the New Earth actually had a chapter in that where it talks about some people have that intensity to build, create, and do those things. And other people just don't have it. And it's just like, for me, that was really helpful to understand that there's a different intensity between different people. Because like you said, I try to like question things. Do I really want this? Because I'm spending a lot of time towards it. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? And like you said, looking back, would I want to do it? And I think that's why I really wanted to get out. Because just think, thinking of like what you said, if I was still at work, that like mm -hmm. I thought about that, I'm like, am I going to do this forever? Like the second I, the, the second I got my job out of college, I knew I didn't want to do it. So that's when it started to like game plan and really hone in on what I did. And that's why I built the skills I have now to do this, even though I haven't worked a day yet. Just kidding. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, that's just the joke. It's not work. It's not work. No, well, I love it. But that's what I was working towards since day one of I got my job. Was is like, what mean? do I love to do? How do I get better at it? And this wasn't the exact goal when I started, but this is definitely like way cl closer and something I love to do. All right. So you wanted to get out of corporate America and 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 be, you know, simple word, significant. Yeah. In your message and your in your abilities. Wouldn't you love to know why? Does it say in that book, like you're talking about the difference between, like, is it, is it learn? Like, what's yeah. his theory? I don't know if, I don't know if it really has a theory. It's more just like an intensity, but it was, it was just like a feeling, almost like a fulfilling feeling. Like I can't, I'm not content with not like doing the most I can do. Like the, yeah. like pushing myself, like you said, is it like, well, you feel like, is that all you had in the tank? Like right. everything I do is like extreme. Like I try to do the most of it, which is almost um, detrimental, like we were also talking about, is that if I spread myself too thin, like I want to get good at everything I try instead of just one thing. But I don't know. It's, there, I, I didn't come away with anything that right. was like something that really told me like, oh, that's why I want to do it. It's kind of like the biggest mystery. We were talking about that at lunch. Like a lot of people, it's peak or, or valley peak, valley peak, valley peak, and like the weekend being that peak, which is fine, right? It's right. a chance to... Like, but the reason we're excited and up at 6.30 drinking coffee on a Saturday to start doing all this stuff is because it's like one big progression. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that if we don't do anything, it's not like the world ends, but it's like, well, we're not driving towards the thing that we want. Yeah. I, I mean, I can make an observation in both your stories where you left corp, you both left corporate. I, I did too, is once you, and then you, you struggled to figure out a way to survive the bridge, so to speak. And if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of need, the, the base is just survival, you know, food, shelter, safety. And then you have procreation, I think is number two. And then you have like belonging 
is three, you know, being part of a group and family. Four is esteem, being respected. But, but five is self-actualization. When, when survival has been provided for, and that's the key to strategy, that's why a book like this is important, you need to have income in this world, the survival is income, coming in sufficient that you can start to chase your self-actualized self yeah. and become respected and have esteem and create family. Um, and that's uh, a lot of times some people can't, can't access self-actualization in their current world. So two thoughts. That's why it's so hard originally because hierarchy or, or survival, right? First thing you worry about is not having enough money. Um, what was level two? I think, it, I think it's belonging. Is it belonging? I, I'll look it up. I, yeah, look it up. I think it's My belonging. Job. I know procreation's in there. Like making, procreation. That might be part of survival, though. So I feeling, I feeling like you're losing what it would be attractive to a, a mm -hmm. potential mate. Yeah. Belonging, you're you know, the only one without a job. All those things are what right. makes it torturous. All right. So then you get through all that, which sucks, and a lot of people can't do. You do. And then it's like you find yourself in a level where... I found myself in a good two, two and a half years where now I'm checking off the bottom two or three boxes. Now I have enough money to live comfortably. Yeah. I'm proud of what I do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I belong. But now it's like you lose that drive to, to really um, get to the top and be the point. Zero zero one percent, and so that's what over the years or last year had to be remanufactured. It's like yeah. you really got to drive this home, and that's linking up with the right people, and that's getting the right team around you, and and really defining what matters and pushing yourself towards that. That's that was so pivotal for me. Yeah, I mean, when, once you get there, you know, once you get to your current world's self-actualization, like you're whoever you thought you would be, and a lot of people get there early, some of these early successes, mm -hmm. and then they, they, they just camp. Exactly. Instead of re exactly. resetting, yeah, yeah. Re resetting the, uh, you know, resetting the table and doing something else. I'm going to write that down, resetting the table. That's yeah, a good, like, that's oh my a good God, video. Uh, origin. So what is the second in, in Maslow? So it says uh, psychological needs, safety needs, safety. love and belonging, yeah. esteem and self-actualization. What was the second one? Safety needs, safety. personal security, employment, resources, health, yeah. and property. So the first two are the... Are, are available pretty pretty easily right now because you know, unemployment's almost non-existent right now. So if you don't have a job, you don't want one. <laughs> and, you know, I don't care what you say. I mean, Uber Uber will buy you a car now. I'll get probably hate mail for that one. But I'm sorry. That's Here we go. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, if you want a car, I'll buy you a car. But uh, you know, if you don't want, you don't have a job, you don't want one. Or you know, unless you have a mental mental you know ability or inability to work, which is a different story altogether. But if you're capable of working, you can work. But you get stuck a lot of these things at the life contract. Right. It's a life sentence. Uh, because there's no way to get the esteem and the self-actualization that a lot of people at the end of their, you know, looking over that cliff, looking back in their lives, they would trade their life for many others if they didn't do it. And I think that's the, uh, that's kind of what we talked about, right? Yeah. Hey, let's let's talk about we didn't we didn't talk about the seven steps to to building a story. Want to want to pop into there? Yeah, let's do I it. Think we set the table pretty good for the reasons to do it. But here's how you do it. Um, take a crack at it. Yeah, I don't have them written down. So. I have them. So you have the step number one is a hero, right? So who's the hero? 
it's always that well from the perspective of yeah, we're uh, a, company, a brand yeah. yeah so the hero is going to be the um customer client anyone who's looking to buy right and the hero has a guide he does who is the brand now that's the biggest mistake people make right out of the gate right you're not the hero we talked about it you're the guide directing the hero to the promised land Right, and, and then you You're see, Yoda. You see these speeches that, that people write about these <laughs> remarkable accomplishments, and I'm guilty of it too. As soon as I, you know, as soon as I did what a lot of people think couldn't have been done, and the miracle happened, I was like, I want to say, well, you have to under, understand that like, something amazing happened, and and I, you know, I'm, all these things good happened to me, and then no one cares. Yeah. They might they might say it's interesting, but if it, it won't go viral because you got to say, well, this is how what I've learned can help you. Exactly. And that distinction. So the, the, so the client's the hero. You're the guide. Business is the guide. Even in those transformational videos, like when you, when you see someone, you know, on YouTube, a video with 22 million views, someone losing weight. Right. There, people are thinking, well, I can do that too. It's always, right. there's a message. Anyway, They're connecting. I just had to interject yeah. that. And what's the guide give the hero? The plan. The strategy. <laughs> the map. Massive action plan. Right. So Yoda shows Luke Skywalker how he can take down the Empire. Right, right. Without Yoda, there is no evolution of Luke. And also, the next step is that the, the guide also calls the hero to action. The right. plan is like is useless without in implementation that we talked about. Right. I remember Yoda. Yoda kind of like Luke didn't want to do it, and Yoda gave him a, a talk in the little hut there. Yeah, I remember that. It was cool. And he emphasized that, and that's important, particularly for me. And I know, again, Steve, you've mentioned this too. Like I have this tendency, or I did. I, mm -hmm. I I've like to believe I've moved away from that, of really. Uh, asserting the fact that you need this product, that it's going to help you. Um, you know, he mentioned a lot of times on the first, second, third time, it doesn't work. You really have to, to, to call someone to action to give them a reason to push them into, um, you know, your product, how it's going to add value and change their lives. Right. And then, then of course, the, the, the plan will avoid pain. Mm. Which is which is number six, and then gain reward, which is number seven. So it helps the hero avoid tragedy and loss, and gain the the reward. Cognitive biases. What was uh, what was the reward in, in Star Wars? Um, oh, he saved the planet. He saved the he saved the uh, rebe rebellion. Yeah, defeated the empire. See, we, if you and I wrote that that. Uh, that screenplay, we they would no one even know what Star Wars was. <laughs> I know. You might, maybe you worse than me. But, but he, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. He, he pivoted, right? He didn't even. No, fate tested him because the Empire kills his relatives and he's lost, mm. and then he gets the guide in the first one, which is Obi Wan Kenobi. Right, because he, he was in it. It was a couple of them, but it, there was the one where he had the, you know, essentially was called to action through, through revenge, a journey to revenge, and then had a transformation because Yoda gave him the plan to become a Jedi and save the universe. Right. That's really what happened, I think. It's the same narrative every, every episode yeah. or every movie. There's seven, eight of them now. <laughs> so to summarize, you have a hero, mm -hmm. which is your client that, that needs a guide, which is the company that gives them a plan which is an algorithm to succeed steps, which calls them to action, that avoids tragedy and loss, and then 
gains the reward. Right. How many episodes ago did we do cognitive biases? Because there's like four of them, or five of them right there. Two? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this whole book Two. is cognitive biases. Yeah, like, that's all yeah the hero want, has a desire, which is reward bias, right? Has a guide, which is the authority bias. The call to action, I'm not sure what that would be. But it's call to action. I know the plan would be commitment, consistency bias, steps to, to win. Avoiding pain, gaining pleasure, reward, reward yeah. Yeah. And you were telling me that. So those are the seven. Yeah, the big mistake people make is they, they end up making themselves the hero of the story. Um, I mean, I'm sure if, like, take a plastic surgeon. I just saw an ad for a plastic surgeon. I was in the doctor's office today. You know, the, guy, the guy's up there, and I'm reading the book, and he's got his scalpel, and, and um, he's, he's got authority because he's a doctor, but the, all the text in it's like, we can fix anything. Yeah. You know, we can make you look any way you want. So it's, it's like you're the, you're, he's the guide, you're the hero. They're going to make you look like a million bucks. Right. If you, in, if you had to simplify this book, I mean, that's what it would be. It would just, it comes from the first chapter. Mm -hmm. It would be simplify your message as, 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 as small and concise as possible. Understand what people want understand what drives people mm -hmm. and target them and then guide them. It's not about you. Right. So you're taking that simple message and you're using it to create a plan for your audience. Yeah. He um, does a good job with it. And yeah. um, I mean, you can, you can literally read this book and probably get a very good, you know, for 15 bucks, get a good boost in your sales and the stories that so. you tell. And you should tell the same story over and over again and focus on the one desire, not five. That's a big deal. Which, Speaking of, so David sent the prototype of the new website, and it was like taking a wrecking ball to the old website with all these gadgets and blinking things and gizmos, right. and now it's just like, boom. Oh. Three, yeah. It's, like it's, it? I like it a lot. Yeah, it's really, really Fantastic. good. It's clean. It's Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he, he, he's done, like, in websites, he works for all the big, big companies. He's changed like one word on a landing page and they double sales. <laughs> right. Like you, you gotta, you gotta know, you may have, a, you may have exactly what you need. You, the ingredients for greatness uh, wrapped in a horrible story that puts you as the hero and your client observes and leaves quickly and never hears your, your, your weapons. Well, he had some data around that point, didn't he? he like most businesses, it's not the product that's wrong. It's the marketing. Right. That's how they're wrapped. Yeah. I mean, same or as, communicated. Yeah, that's, I think that's true. I mean, I think lots of biz, good. I've seen lots of good businesses not make it. Totally. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we covered that. Um, so this will move in nicely to the grand finale, the book we've been talking about pretty consistently for the entire season now. Um, and when I say finale, the end of season one, um, Sapiens. The most important book because it gives the explanation behind everything. It's why we love evolutionary psych because yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the roadmap to the decisions we make. It's like the encryption key. Yeah, Yuval Harari is just remarkable. He's a his, genius. In his research yeah. and storytelling and using things that we, we don't know and making him understandable using things we know. Right. He's just fantastic. And if you're a homo sapien, this will be very beneficial for anyone you. here. Almost <laughs> Seven and a half billion people. So find out next week how, how you can use some of these evolutionary 
techniques and principles that are very applicable in business. There's lots of great business principles in here. Yeah. I'm looking forward about to it. it. Hope I mean, you enjoyed uh, this book. It's one of my favorite books. I love that book. It's great. I love the books. I, I got to mention one thing before we go. Right. We got some great data and feedback from, we got our results back. We got a lot of reviews and ratings. So I just want to say thank you for everybody. And if you liked this episode, leave us a comment, like, review it again. It's been amazing. So really appreciate everybody who's listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, didn't we get, we ended up like 215 on, uh, on the Apple Entrepreneur cool. chart, yeah. yeah which and, and for whatever reason, we're number eight in Ireland. <laughs> Rock stars in so Ireland. Thank you for my friends across the sea, my lineage, my heritage. I'll be over there soon, hopefully. Awesome. All right. Well, until next week. Thanks, guys. All right.